there's a wonderful, poignant encouragement from Paul in Romans 13, 11, where he tells us that our salvation is now nearer than when we first believed. And couched in that statement is the idea that it's high time to wake up from sleep. And then there are some practical admonitions regarding our behavior in regard to the knowledge that Jesus is coming for us soon, or that we're going to see him soon, our salvation, our redemption, our uh, fulfilling of that for which we were saved, to go and to be with him and to know him, uh, to be in his presence forever. There's this wonderful reminder of the place that the Christian lives in, if I can put it that way. Uh, we talk about going to be with the Lord, but that proximity that we'll enjoy one day, being in his presence, is something that affects our attitude toward where we live right now and where, what, how we live right now. Uh, the kind of mindset that we embrace right now and that we build our lives upon right now. Uh, it is high time for us to wake up from sleep. Our redemption, our salvation uh, is nearer now than when we first believed. Every single day, and of course it sounds a little cliche if you just look at the surface of the statement, that you know every day we're one day closer to being with the Lord. You know We're closer now than we've ever been. Well, that's true, but that's true. That, that is, in fact, true. Every day that goes by that we find ourselves uh, still here walking in this life does, in fact, bring us uh, that much closer to the time when we'll see the Lord. And, of course, I, uh, I hold that sense of urgency of seeing the Lord and that anticipation on a couple of fronts. Of course, I look forward to the rapture happening uh, before I get to where I'm going right now. Um, I look forward to the Lord snatching us away, the bridegroom coming, for his bride and snatching her away before he ultimately um, unleashes the judgment on the earth that the Bible, the scriptures, the book of Revelation, the, not the least of which describe for us. So I look forward to seeing him on that front, being snatched away to, to meet my Savior in the air. But also there's the constant recognition that none of us has promised another breath. And so there uh, we, we generally don't think about that. We None of us expect that, you know, in the next minute might be our last, you know, and but, but that is a reality. Uh, there's, there's no guarantee that, that anyone's gonna, you know, again, have another breath. And so you always wanna live in that sense of urgency. But I love the straightforward nature in which the scriptures say such things. Recognize the time in which we're living. Recognize that wherever we are and under whatever circumstances we are, the time is short and our redemption, our salvation, our going to see him is sooner now than when we first believed. It's hard to imagine that if we lived in that place that that would not radically affect, I used that word yesterday and I don't use it lightly. I know radical is such a, uh, such a catchy thing to say nowadays. I don't say it in the light sort of, you know, like, like awesome, you know, oh, it's awesome, it's amazing, everything's amazing and awesome. No, when we say radical sometimes is used that way, but I mean like truly, like our entire way of thinking would experience a paradigm shift if we truly believed that we might see the Lord in 60 seconds, in 30 seconds, before I finish this sentence. And I think that's a radical change of mind and, and even life. That is a very welcome one. Um, it causes us to recognize that the things that we cling to in this life that are temporal, are just that, they're temporal, they won't last forever, and so therefore they're not worthy of the kind of attention and, and gravity and weight that we put on them. Um, you know, was it um, uh, Steve Saint, uh, I think may have been the one that said, or maybe it was Jim Elliott, uh, only one life will soon be passed, only what's done for Christ. 
Will Astor. Maybe that was C.T. Studs, I forget now, just off the top of my head. But the idea that, um, you know, and actually Jim Elliott said this, he is no fool who gives up what he cannot keep in order to gain that which he cannot lose. And of course, we could think of that in terms of salvation. We could think of that in terms of the priorities that we set, things that we cling to, as opposed to those things that are eternal and last of lasting value in these uh, in these sorts of arenas. But this is exactly what a passage like Romans thirteen eleven prods us to think like. And as a Christian, I'm thankful that that's the plane that God calls me to live on. That's the uh, mindset that God calls me and and invites me to to take advantage of the opportunity to adopt. Uh, it can be difficult to sort of set aside the things that we value in this life that, again, are temporal. I'm not talking about the relationships we have with our loved ones uh, and those kinds of things. But, you know, the you know the where I need to be in 10 minutes because, you know, if I'm not there, then I won't get the best seat or you know, whatever it might be. The things that consume our thinking that are not lasting but are just momentary and tomorrow we won't even remember them. Um, to begin to think on a different level as God and through the Holy Spirit just leads us and prods us to as we read passages like this and are reminded uh, again of the importance of that calling that we have and therefore the place that God has called us to to live in if I can I can use it uh, sort of speak that way and so just an encouragement here on a Monday because Mondays are oftentimes the day that we just like oh it's Monday you know that kind of thing it's the beginning of a work week it's the end of a weekend it's you know, um, it just, you know, it's just fraught with things that make us dislike it, you know, Monday. But the truth of the matter is, today is just like every other day when we live on the, in that place of recognizing that our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. We'd be clamoring for Monday because it's later than Sunday. It's, it's a day closer when we are called to think that way and live that way. Uh, I get very, very excited reading my Bible, spending time with believers, being in prayer. Uh, these things more and more day after day and i know you know what i'm talking about many of you do for sure it becomes a, a joy a rich experience to spend time with the lord it's like you're sort of getting this little sip of what will one day be a rich draft of the of the living water as we're in his, his presence and seeing him one day um, you know of course we you know, within us gush wells of living water as jesus said you know but one day it'll just be, everything will reach its crescendo, everything will be fully realized, will be in his presence. That day is coming, and again, it's hard to imagine that if the prospect of seeing him today was something we really held on to and believed, and of course it, it is true, it is absolutely true that we could see him today. You and I might meet uh, either in the air or just, you know, wake up uh, having taken our last breath on earth and now opening our eyes in the, in the presence of the Lord because of a you know, cross the street without looking both ways, or you have a heart attack or some kind of a thing happens. Uh, we are always one breath away from um, from going to see the Lord. And so to live that way is one of the greatest gifts. You know, there was a great song, a country song that came out by Tim McGraw, right? Right about the time I moved here from Illinois, my family and I moved here from Illinois. It's called Live Like You Were Dying. And you know, it's it's a great thought to consider, you know, going out and doing the things that are on your bucket list and all that kind of thing, but just to, to live your life, you know, with the understanding that there is no, um, there is no guarantee of tomorrow. And so therefore live each day as if it's your last. Well, nobody ever like, uh, has a more meaningful approach to that kind of a sentiment, that kind of a thought than a believer does, because when we breathe our last, 
we're going to go be with the Lord. So do things that matter for eternity. Pour yourself into freely and un unabashedly into those things that are eternal. Um, not to just spend time just mundanely living each day as if it's just another drudgery or something like that. The Christian life calls us and invites us to something higher and greater, both in terms of our perspective and even the way we live our lives in response to that perspective, that elevated perspective of knowing our citizenship is in heaven, of knowing that we have a role as ambassadors in this life, of knowing that at any moment the Holy Spirit might prod us and call us into a, into a place, into a situation, into a circumstance where he might put his hand on our shoulder and employ us in that moment uh, for the glory of God. Uh, maybe leading someone to Christ or being a, an instrument that God uses to answer some questions and remove some hurdles to faith or who knows what it might be. Um, you know, just you never know. But I think it starts with recognizing the completely true statement that our salvation today is much nearer than when we first believed. And so we ought to be awakened from sleep, that we not be numb to that reality, that truth. And that it might affect the way that we approach this life, our relationships, our lives in, in, in their entirety. No longer are we uh, really captive and chained to the, the ordinariness of living like an unbeliever, just sort of having no purpose in life and just making our way through or pursuing something that is fleeting and temporal and that rust, rust and moth decay. Uh, ours is a reward that, uh, that never decays, is imperishable and is reserved in heaven for us who are kept by the power of God unto salvation. And so to live our lives without understanding changes everything. You and I, without trying to sound too dramatic about it, uh, you and I are given a certain amount of time in this life and we're bulletproof until that time comes. The Lord has ordered our steps. He has numbered our days. He has asked us, the Holy Spirit and the Psalms, to to, to have the kind of might, that, uh, mindset that we might number our days and we might apply ourselves to a heart of wisdom to recognize that life is short and therefore what we do has the potential to matter for eternity. So it's, it's a wonderful reality that every single believer uh, is invited to live life in the context of. So let me invite you to do that. Uh, and I'm gonna definitely, for my part, uh, just renew my desire to live in that place and to, to walk in that kind of commitment. Father, I just pray that you'd help us to do that, that you would help us to recognize the beauty, the joy, the lofty, an elevated uh, place that you've invited us to, to live in. Uh, not just going through each day as if it's just like the next and just like the next, but every single day we find ourselves that little bit closer, or maybe who knows, a giant leap closer uh, to our salvation being fully realized. Father, we thank you that in saving us and setting us free from our sin through the finished work of Christ, the one who knew no sin, but yet became sin on our behalf, that we might become the righteousness of God in him, has called us not to just a clinical theological understanding of things, but to a living relationship with a living Lord. So help us, Lord, to live each day walking, loving, getting to know better the person of Christ, and that we might avail ourselves to the Holy Spirit in these days and that he might use us in ways that bring you glory in the name of Jesus. And we thank you so much for the fact that we can ask this in confidence, knowing that this is in fact your will. Your word tells us this. And therefore, if we ask anything according to your will, we know we have that which we ask. And so we ask you to do that. No matter what context we find ourselves living in right now, this is a place and a time that you can use us. And we want our lives to matter for you and for eternity. So help us to leave behind uh, the mindset that draws us and, and, and anchors us and binds us to this world, and rather instead to let them go and to be free, to follow you where you'll lead, 
to do that which you'd ask us to do and to trust in the powering of the Holy Spirit to do those things. Thank you, Father. We love you and praise you. And we do thank you that our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. We are one step closer, one day closer uh, to seeing you face to face, to dwelling in your presence, free of the, the surly bonds of earth, the shackles of this life. And one day, all of the things that are cares and concerns to us in this life will be gone forever and we'll be in the complete heavenly bliss of your presence. And so thank you again for that knowledge and understanding the reality that we are looking forward to. Let it inform the days in which we live now. Thank you, Father. We love you and ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.